From Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International, it's To the Best of Our Knowledge. I'm Jim Fleming. There's a lot of crap in Madison. There's also a lot of crap in London and New York and Los Angeles. I mean, to think that any any locale produces nothing but terrific music or art or, or literature or anything is just mind-boggling. That's music critic John Mendelssohn, someone who clearly doesn't mince his words. Mendelssohn will tell us about what it's like to dish out criticism and to be on the receiving end of it through his work as a musician, as we explore arts criticism today. Also, the rock critic who jammed with the Rolling Stones on clarinet, Robert Palmer. I think Bob saw music and heard music as a route to that other world. And how Brian Eno's oblique strategies cards influenced both the making of his album Another Green World and the writing of a book about it. There's a really great one that just says, go outside. <laughs> and, and that is like, that solves half of the world's problems, I'll tell you, that card. But first, Manola Dargis. Dargis is co-chief film critic for the New York Times. She grew up in Manhattan's East Village, but now lives in Los Angeles. Dargis told Steve Paulson what she thinks the role of film criticism is. I don't know if I want to get too grandiose, but I see my own role as being someone who can be part of a conversation. I see movie reviewing, movie criticism, and some people make a distinction between the two, but I I tend not to, as just part of a conversation. And we tend to be among the very first people in that conversation. It's part of a long discourse. I always try to respond to my email, at least the kind of more civilized email. I don't really have that kind of relationship that, let's say, bloggers have with their commentators. I always do think of it as part of an ongoing conversation about the movies. That's really what I see it as, is to, you know, I have long experience. I've watched a lot more movies than most normal people. I think I have an abnormal (laughs) (laughs) and I can, as a consequence, bring to bear a lot of knowledge. But I just see myself as part of an ongoing conversation. Well, it's really interesting hearing you say that because you have avoided words like uh, pointing out what's good or bad about a film, which I think most people would assume is, is what critics are supposed to do. Yes, I think it's trying to get beyond a kind of Manichaean idea about, you know, how you look at a movie. There are movies that are, you know, very blatantly terrible, and, you know, those are often the most amusing films to write about, unfortunately. Perhaps it's all the stuff in between that's a lot more interesting. And part of the role of the critic, I think, should be that you help people look at movies and to kind of understand that movies are not just stories, they're visual stories. There's a different kind of way of telling a story that happens in a movie that happens differently in a book, even though let's say a lot of people don't really attend to those differences, perhaps as much as they should. And my role in part is to kind of say, look how this person is shooting this, see how meaning is leaking into the image and what the director, for instance, is trying to say without actually using dialogue. But that almost sounds like you're writing more for people who've actually seen the movie because then they can respond to the specifics that you're saying, whereas I'm I'm guessing that maybe most people who read your reviews have not seen the movie and are trying to figure out whether they should go or not. I think that I do that a little bit. I'm not doing a close analysis of the sort that you would find in an academic journal. You know, I'm not doing count shots. I'm not saying, you know, at 22.3 minutes into the film, you'll see a lateral pan, etc. I'm not doing that kind of close analysis. What I am is just is the way that you would find an, an art critic, someone like Peter Sheldahl.